Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 4th of June, 2023, 11 o'clock service. Katie Loughman speaking in the series, Learning from the Early Church, The Spirit of Power. Imagine if you wanted to do God's will, but you were a bit scared, and you didn't really know what God wanted you to do anyway. You really want to share your faith. You really want to trust God. And you really want to grow to be the person God made you to be. But nothing seems clear. It's hard to know the right thing to do. Everything just seems too much. I think that's how the disciples must have felt once Jesus had left them, when he ascended back into the heavenly realms. They knew that he wanted them to continue his ministry not only among the Jews, as he had, but all over the world. It was a daunting task, and they didn't seem to know where to start. But Jesus had told them to wait. So they did. They stuck to the routines that they knew were right, meeting together, praying, worshipping God, day after day. Then suddenly, one day, everything changed. They were back in Jerusalem for Pentecost, and, which is a Jewish harvest festival, and they were worshipping together as they often did. And suddenly there was a sound like a rushing wind, and the Holy Spirit swept through them, filling the room and landing on each one of them. And they all started speaking in other languages. It was an overwhelming and powerful experience. And not just that, they became brave about their faith. Peter preached an amazing sermon right there outside the house, and it was infectious. People believed, people got baptised, people joined the church. 3,000 in one day, inspired by the incredible power of the Holy Spirit that they could clearly see in those disciples. But it wasn't just a flash in the pan, it lasted. And that's what powered the church to grow as quickly as it did in those first few years. And of course, that's what's powered the church to grow as widely as it has over the past 2,000 years. Without the Holy Spirit, Christianity is a hard slog as we try to live up to an, an impossible set of ideals. It's dry and academic. I'm so sorry. It's dry academic teaching about an ancient culture from a far-off land. It's extremism and hypocrisy. But with the Holy Spirit, we can sing and worship with the uplifting love of God in our hearts. We can pour out our hearts to God in prayer. We can read the Bible and feel the words speaking into our own situation as the Bible comes alive to us. And most importantly, all those things then lead us on to treat others with love and compassion. It's the Holy Spirit in our hearts that turns our faith from a religious observance into a relationship with God and a love for other people. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's this relationship aspect of our faith that's particularly relevant at Pentecost. The key marker of the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues. People talking eloquently in languages that they hadn't learned. Native speakers understood them easily straight away. 
And that miracle of communication was the first thing that drew those 3,000 people into the church on that day. 3,000 people coming together with a common understanding and a desire to seek God. That's powerful. I don't know if you've ever worshipped with thousands of people, maybe at something like Spring Harvest or New Wine or a big service in a cathedral. It's very moving to feel part of a powerful expression of praise and unity. We feel inspired as the Holy Spirit fills our hearts and adds his breath to our worship. The power of the Holy Spirit strengthens and deepens our worship and brings us closer to God. But we don't have to be with thousands of people. Maybe you've felt his power when you're alone, perhaps praying or reading the Bible or singing along to a worship song on Spotify. He gives us insights into what we read in the Bible, helping us to interpret it and apply it to our lives. He helps us to pray even when we can't find the right words or maybe especially when we can't find the right words. And as the Holy Spirit, as we pray, the Holy Spirit gives us a sense of direction and assurance from God, helping us to discern his will. And when we worship, the Holy Spirit fills our hearts and takes our praises and lifts them to God. All these examples are the Holy Spirit's power, the power to take what we have and that what we have to offer to God and to make it so much more by his holy inspiration. And it works in the other direction too. The Holy Spirit brings what God has for us and places it in our hearts. His wisdom, his compassion, his love and humility. He gives us the strength and the ability to pass those on to other people too. And that's a powerful thing. Have you ever been listening to someone and you really want to respond, but you don't know what to say? In a situation like that, we can quickly and silently pray to God for the right words. Then, as we speak, we hear ourselves saying something that we didn't know we knew, or something a little deeper than what's gone before. And it turns out to be just what the other person needed to hear. When we ask for God's help, he equips us through the Holy Spirit to communicate just the right thing at the right time. That's the power of the Holy Spirit, equipping us to convey God's love. In the New Testament, two things stand out that the Holy Spirit does. One is he equips people for the ministry that God has called them to. And the other is he strengthens them spiritually. In Ephesians 3, verse 16, Paul prays for the people of Ephesus. He prays that God will strengthen them with power through his Holy Spirit so that they will understand Jesus' incredible love and be filled with God's fullness. For Paul, knowing how much God loves us is a huge source of strength and power. It's what kept him on the road, founding churches and ministering to them year after year, decade after decade. So although to be strengthened spiritually is a benefit to us because it makes us spiritually strong, it also benefits others because when we're spiritually strong, we can serve God and serve other people in amazing ways. And we do that by using our spiritual gifts, gifts like wisdom, 
teaching, hospitality, or praying in tongues, the ones mentioned in our first reading. The Holy Spirit blesses each one of us with something that we can then use to bless other people and to build up our community. As we allow God to work through us using those gifts, we feel a strength, a sense of purpose and fulfilment, and our gifts get stronger. We're drawing on the power of the Holy Spirit. So how can we deliberately draw on this power for ourselves? Well, the best way to do it is while we're reading the Bible, or praying, or singing up praises to God. We can ask the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us, to inspire us, to give us wisdom and understanding, to give us the words we need to show us our gifts. As we continue to read or pray or sing, God will take us onto a deeper level. And we may not be aware of it straight away, but then later we might find that something we've read or sung comes to mind just when we need it. Or something we've been praying about suddenly falls into place. Maybe we hear about someone in need and our heart goes out to them in compassion and we find just the right way to help them. That's the Holy Spirit working in our hearts and our minds and answering our prayers. One powerful effect that this has is that it enables us to be confident in our faith. When we feel the power of the Holy Spirit taking us on to another level, whether that's in our understanding of the Bible or our closeness to God as we pray, or by giving us the right words to say in diff difficult situations, or even speaking in tongues or using other spiritual gifts, when we feel him working in us like that, it shows that what we have is real. God exists and he's really in our life. It's not just a Bible story or a religious fantasy. It's objective proof that our faith is true. That's how we know that we needn't feel scared of death or guilty about anything in life. And that's an incredible freedom. In the spiritual armour in Ephesians, there's a sword, the sword of the spirit. And that sword is the Bible. Now a sword is a powerful thing, so that means we can use the words of the Bible to cut through a lot of waffle and take us to the heart of an issue or a problem. And the Bible can do the same to us, cut through our worries, cut through our excuses, and speak straight to our heart, sharp as a two-edged sword, yet gentle as a dove. But sometimes God feels very far away, and we don't feel any power at all from the Holy Spirit or anywhere else. At times like this, we just need to keep doing the things, reading the Bible, praying, singing praises, just like the disciples did while they were waiting for something to happen. Even if it feels like it doesn't touch us and we're just going through the motions, if we keep doing it, eventually, gradually, we feel the power of the Holy Spirit starting to become more real. We'll start to recognize God's voice and the Holy Spirit is stirring in us. That's what the disciples did after Jesus left them. They didn't know what God was going to do or how long it would take before he did anything. But they just obediently went on meeting together and praying until Pentecost happened. 
So we see in Acts that the Holy Spirit empowered the disciples to start the church. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave them the passion and the energy to travel all over the known world, telling everyone they could about the good news about Jesus. And in 1739, before John Wesley started the Methodist Church, he and about 60 other people met in London to pray through the night. During that night, they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit filling the room, and as John Wesley put it, coming mightily upon us. They were overwhelmed with joy and spent the rest of the night praising God. And that incredible experience fired them up and empowered them for the work that was to come, creating a church and reaching out to thousands of people and starting a movement that's still going today. So to go back to the questions that I asked at the beginning, are you trying to grow as a Christian? Are you wanting to share your faith with people that you know or people that you meet? Are you trying to discern God's will for your life or his guidance in the decisions you have to make? There's no need to be scared. There's no need to be in the dark like those disciples before Pentecost. We can call on the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us and inspire us and counsel us. So what is the Holy Spirit empowering you to do? We're not given a spirit of power to sit around on the spiritual sofa doing nothing as Christians. Acts describes the Holy Spirit like a wind. A wind is always going somewhere. It's always full of energy. It always has an effect where it passes. We can be like that too. We're given the Holy Spirit to help us work for God like those early Christians did. And the power of the Holy Spirit is the wind in our sails.